Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 20. And I feel like a little connection to this episode because I was number 20 and number 21, as you guys may know, but I was 20 at UConn. So I'm feeling number 20, episode 20. And then, you know, a lot happened last week. The Rebel, all the jerseys were released. So WNBA Jersey Gate finally came to a head. All the jerseys have been revealed. Everything has been done. Let me welcome in my two lit crew. We have my VP, my main man, my manager, Paul Garino, whose birthday was last week. We have my snookabooka, who is me, Madre, who is my mom. And then we have my sister, Nicole Young, up in this thing. That's the two lit crew. So what I told the two lit crew, because there's a lot of debate going on out there, okay? And I had tweeted out that I think that we have one of the coldest Rebel jerseys out there, period. And so, of course, that created discussions. And so I've seen them all. Now that I've seen them all, I still believe that we have one of the coldest jerseys out. And so I told the two lit crew, we're going to do a little something, something, and we're going to just pick who we think our starting five is. And so basically, who do we think the best five jerseys that were released are? And so I'll get the party started with my starting five. And so you already know, uh, starting at point guard, the, the Atlanta dream. Okay. We got them as our starting point guard in this. Um, you know, I also saw Phoenix's Jersey. I think that's lit. So Phoenix is on the list for me, Indiana, those fever jerseys. Now they, they did something with that. The Indiana, see, Paul's not liking Indiana's jerseys, but I think Indiana did something. Chicago, definitely Which at the ones? top. Huh? Which Chicago ones, though? Well, I was, oh, the Chicago, I'm talking about the ones that have all the, the not blue? the pinstripe. I know people are loving the pinstripe. Yeah. I'm not talking about the pinstripe heroin and all those. I'm talking rebel jerseys. So I'm going with Chicago, and then I'm going with the Aces. So that's my starting five. Let's go to you, Snookabooka. Who did you have in your starting five for this jersey race? And side note, really quick before you start, Nike, WNBA, yes, yes, yes. Y'all did that. This is how you start out the 25th anniversary year. Okay, Snook, what you got in your starting five? Okay, well, you know I'm biased as well, so you know I loved Atlanta. Okay. Uh, that's my number one. And then the others in any order. It doesn't have to be in any specific <laughs> order. So I love Phoenix. I love the tie-dyed one. I love Chicago. I did like the one with the stripes versus all the zigzag. I thought the zigzaggy one was the lines too busy for me. Okay. Indiana Fever one too, the red hot one. Like I'm on fire. <laughs> <laughs> and I love New York, the one with the torch. Uh, equality. I just thought that was pretty cool. So those are my five. I like it. I like it. All right, Cole, what you got for your starting five? What's it looking like? I think it's a repeat. I have the same, almost the same exact ones, except I like the Chi-Town zigzag okay. all over the place. I like the Flash and I liked Phoenix. Of course, I loved Fever. ATL, always number one. Yeah. And I think that was all of them. I think I hit all, and I like the Pinstripe Chicago one too. I think I liked both of theirs. So I, okay. I, I hit both of theirs, both of theirs. So yeah. I like that we almost all like, and we didn't talk about this beforehand, y'all. So this is actually interesting that we all, I wrote mine down just so you know, so I didn't forget. I, uh, I like that we all, <laughs> 
We all kind of have the same ones. VP, I think, will be a little bit different because he's been shaking his head at our decisions. <laughs> VP, so, so I got who a is real, your starting five? I got a real, I don't got the starting five. I got, I'm ranking them one through five. Oh, I like this. Okay. That's what I thought we were doing. Let's so see I, it. So first of all, Chicago won because I think they got the, they're, they wow. got the top, top five. Okay, whatever. So I got Keep Chicago, going. the blue one, the rebel one's number one, then the Phoenix ombre one's number two. And then the Atlanta one, black one, number three. Okay. Uh, Chicago black pinstripe, number four. And then I got uh, the Sparks what? purple one, number five. I can't. You put Chicago in there twice. Yeah, top five. That's what so I said. Chicago I got, was two out of the top five. Yes, because they had the. I told you they had the best package. Wow. So so VP said because Chicago I, came with that heat pack. So, I actually think so. If you're ranking, all right, VP. Let me just hear this then. Let's go heat packs because I think I, I'm not even going like, and this is really me being unbiased aside. Red is my favorite color. I don't know if people. All right, know. What I, what I also thought like uh, New York messed up, they could have had the best ones. They just added that gold. That looks weird. If it was the, if it was just the, the green and the black, it would have been sick. Okay. So I think that we have a top heat pack and that's, and what I mean by heat pack is like all three jerseys that were released. We had, the black one with the the ice blue, man, I, that was clean with the stripes. We had the all white and then we had the all red. I think those are just like Flocka flames, if you ask me. Do you rank our heat pack high, VP? What do you like? What are you thinking as far as like total package? Are we are we up there in the top five Atlanta? Yeah, probably. And this is just some so people were... know, this is what I'm talking about, the heat but, pack, okay? But this like some of them... Rebel. This is the heroin and this is the other jersey. Okay. I think we got Some I think had a lot of details that you can't see though. And then you see them and then you're like, all right, like uh, maybe uh, Okay, so since you've seen them, that's what I'm saying. So like this all right, isn't like, WNBA example, like, Jersey Gate anymore. Like, you've like seen Minnesota. The like Minnesota <laughs> looks basic, but then when you see the back of it, it's like the 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 link print, like of a link. Like that's sick. Yeah, I thought I, I was debating on having them in my top five. I'm not going to lie. It was between the Aces in Minnesota, but and then, I personally love the colorway of black and gold. So and then I put the LA Sparks number five purple because it's like it got the little palm tree on it and it looks like, you know, the Lakers, obviously. But yeah, I don't really know if I like your top five. I'm just saying, but I don't. <laughs> well, I, like, the, I had the fever uh, at number six because it gives me it gives me Stranger Things vibes. Yeah, I agree. Like, I <laughs> I Maybe agree. Like bloody I, vibes. So I don't know who designed that because I agree. There's a lot of Stranger Things vibes, and I ain't mad at it. Um, it's in my top five, top five, top five. But long story short, the WNBA, like we own, baby. I'm just trying to let people know. Choo choo, all aboard! Y'all better get on this train because I'm telling you right now, things are trending up. And up next, we have scoreboard where we talk about all the good stuff we talk about sports we talk about business we talk about everything there's a lot of money flowing around it better be going to women's sports and women's media but we're going to talk about it paul what you got up this week all right so the first one on scoreboard cleveland cavaliers owner dan gilbert announces 500 million dollar investment to uh residents in detroit the first installment is 15 million to eliminate property tax debt for 20,000 low income households. What? what? Where did that come from? I mean, I have so many questions. First of all, I'm still on to you, Dan. All right. I'm just going to throw that out there because what happened with that whole debacle with LeBron, it was very messy. Um, 
But why, I have so many questions. First of all, we love to see it. I love to see people giving back. Why Detroit? And I know Detroit needs a lot of help, but you know, usually you see people do those type of things in their own city. I know Detroit needs a lot of help. Um, Even with the water crisis, not a lot of people are talking about it, but I know that there's still a crisis going on. Um, But do you know any, what are, do y'all have any thoughts on this? So over the last year, I, I don't know. I think he's just feeling generous. Obviously it's good but his net worth increased 700% in the past year. And now he's the third richest or no second richest owner in the, in the U S and oh. third in the world. Call your face. I want to hear something. Okay. Cause there was a lot of people that got rich during this pandemic. Apparently he is one of them. I love that he wants to get back, but Cole, what are your thoughts? I think I have an idea of your thoughts. I don't want to be negative. I'm so happy he's doing it, but I see tax write-off written all over this. He need to get rid of some of this money and why not do it and look good? Where's Olivia Pope? Where is she at? This is a PR come up. Where is she at? That's all I'm going to say. And I'm going to leave it that, but thank you for doing it. I'm going to say thank you for doing it because it did need to be done. I'm glad he didn't do it in some other fashion like you know even though other countries do need it we need it here so i'm glad yeah. he did it here but again i he, uncle sam was probably knocking at his door before that money even hit his account so, so you know what, what cole oh yeah go ahead vp no i was gonna say so what happened was, was uh he i guess he owns rocket mortgage which was formerly uh quicken loans and they went public in august so that's how he made all of his money oh well, well that's he, actually a good way I'll yeah. take that. But to Cole's point, I actually, I agree. Like I always, and I love when people give back, um, speaking of give back, uh, Shaq just paid off a guy's engagement ring that he just walked in the store, saw a guy was trying to do a layaway payment plan to get his wifey the ring that she deserved. And Shaq just went in there, swiped his car, covered it and dipped. So I love, love, love when people give back. Like that's goals for me. I want to get wealthy enough that I can just drop a bag like Shaq did. But I think Cole, yeah, she she's she's definitely on to something in a sense of I, I I think we need a lot of help here in America. And I love that people help other countries and that's great. But I do love when I see people give back to cities that we know are struggling. And we know that Detroit is struggling just in general. The city I've I've heard about certain parts of Detroit just have been run down. There's not many people even living in the houses and different things. Snook a bookie, you probably know more about that than I do. Okay, well, I spent a lot of time in Detroit growing up, and uh, I'm just sad that because I visited um, the last three, two, three years, and just was just in a major shock about how everything had gone down, and we went by blocks and blocks of empty houses where everybody is gone. There might be one house in the whole block that's still inhabited, and I just wished it could have came at an earlier date so that some of those people could have remained in their homes. I, I don't even know where all of those people have gone to. It's just so de- so desolate there. And be- besides the houses, the other thing I noticed was the graffiti. Everything was graffiti up. I mean, you could look up to skyscrapers, businesses are gone and up on the 30th floor, people, the whole building is full of graffiti and things. And so my thing is he's doing it now. And I'm just wondering just how many people are still residing who have yeah. mortgages there 
in, in Detroit right now. Mortgages, rocket mortgage. I, you know what? I, I hear something happening. And if that's what they're doing, good on you, like Dan, because I love when people help. You know, actually, we got a chance since we already had K-9 on here for happening. We de decided to ask him about what Dan was doing in Detroit. Here's what he had to say. All right, I got one last question for you. Uh, more serious okay. note, uh, I don't know if you saw okay. Dan – Dan Gilbert of the Cleveland Cavs uh, just just uh, is going to donate five hundred million dollars to uh, to households in in Detroit um, for low income households. How like how do you feel about that? Oh, that's that's great. That's great. That's real great. I'm glad. I'm glad. Hey, listen, I can't. I'm glad. I love it. I love it. I'm over here trading my guy. J hey, JP. JP, say what's up. What up, though? Yeah. You're the what up, JC? <laughs> Oh, okay. So him being from Michigan, you know, what I mean, of course, he's gonna show some So Dan is from Michigan, which is why I was really curious about the connection. So like I said, we love to see it in a sense of celebrities giving back people. People don't have to give back. And I always like to say this because people love to tell other people what to do with their money. No one's obligated to give back. So right. I'm glad to see that Dan Gilbert wanted to give back and that he's giving back on a, such a large scale. So yeah, I'll retract it. my statements. <laughs> 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 well, actually, I don't know, Cole. I mean, I it, mean, it does. There it does is work. still what yeah. you're saying is there's still write off, uh, hey, like you know, purposes for that. But you know what? If people are going to do a lot of good and get a lot of write offs for it, great. Right. Because, right. Um, yep, we'll take right. it. What else you got, BP? What else we got? I feel like we got to go to Detroit. Like Little Caesars is there. He was talking about the owner of the that he owns the Tigers and stuff. Okay, like Detroit is all in our stratosphere right now. Yes. Snookabooka, we know she has Detroit roots too. So we're like, okay, maybe we need to go on tour at a certain point. Every year we need to like have the show film live from a city of our choice. This year, I think it's going to be DC or Atlanta. But hey, I think we should take this show on the road once a year, maybe at a location of a sporting event all-star event is there even still going to be all-star events that are the normal all-star events like who knows but let's take it on the road vp what you got next sacramento kings are the first team to offer payment in bitcoin is the atlanta dream going to do that what <laughs> oh my goodness so i remember that the dallas Mavs were the first team to accept bitcoin as a form of payment in the game and stuff like that Okay, y'all. Now we're talking about Top Shot. We're talking about this digital stuff. There's now, can you imagine these NBA contracts? Like that, they're getting paid hundreds of millions of dollars. In, and imagine that that investment that you could do yourself. Like for me, this is how I think. I would have been like, all right, so let's split my contract up. I want 80% in cash money because I don't really know what's going on yet. And then I was still though, 
I would still get like 20% in, in Bitcoin because imagine that investment that grows that you kind of just leave there as your nest egg that you don't touch. And when, as we know, Bitcoin keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and your money just growing. I don't know what y'all thinking. Uh, what you thinking, Snook? You, would you get paid in, in, in cryptocurrency? Oh. He said, poof, gone. The same thing I'm saying. I want my money. Give me my well, money. Well, a, <laughs> Seattle, a, a, a Seattle Seahawks player already did it. He, he did it like, I don't know, a year or two ago and he like doubled his money and he did half of his salary in Bitcoin, half his salary. So when, so when it pays out, will they pay out? When you double your money, will they give it back to you in cash? No, yeah, he. he you can always cash out. Yeah, it's cryptocurrency, it out. so you can always cash out. But because like Bitcoin, you know how it inflates and 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 different things yeah. of that nature. Well, it's on the rise. So imagine if you're getting Bitcoin at a certain price point, and then it keeps on rising. Well, he doubled his money, like Paul said, and he only put in half of his. He he see he's brave. I was gonna put in about 20, 25%, leave that other 75 of that shit. I gotta pay my bills. Um, but yeah, that man doubled up his money. Cole, what you thinking? Can we go back? Bitcoin has been around for how long? Okay. How long has Bitcoin been around? How long? Like over 10 years, actually. Over 10 years. And it was it was like it was a mystery 10 years ago. People <laughs> held on to no. this stuff. And now it's it's doing what it's got to do. So wonder if it goes on another hiatus for another ten years. You got ten years. You got all half of your half of your salary. Oh, yeah, sitting waiting to be worth something ten years from now. Give me my money. Let me do <laughs> what I'm going to do, please. Thank you. Thank you. Have a nice day. That's my daughter. <laughs> VP. Okay, would you take some of your money in and in, in Bitcoin? Come on now. Yeah, the way the stuff is going. Yes. How much? What percentage? Like, would Renee you kind of Bitcoin? Renee's gonna start paying you in Bitcoin. I can't afford that. It might be. I don't know. I gotta see what's going on here because I feel like. Yeah, I wouldn't do anything crazy. I would only do like, like twenty to thirty percent. That's crazy. Right. That's crazy. Twenty. All right, I already. I okay. I already invested in Bitcoin. How about this? I only. I just threw like. I just threw like a hundred dollars into it and it already was, it already went up like $5. So that's like a lot. Guess what? I did too. I put and some money in Bitcoin too, but if that hundred dollars I put in there don't come back, my feelings are hurt, but I will live to play another and, day. Well, okay. Put perfect example. And all of a sudden Bitcoin goes flat. Three. Like five, for 10 years. <laughs> I'm going to be calling somebody. Can y'all please give me my money back? Well, I'm, well, I'm 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 semi salty because I invested like five hundred dollars in Ethereum like three years ago, and then just like cash out with just the like five hundred dollars again. But it would have been like I think it was going to be like three thousand right now, you and only see? like three years. Listen, they what do they say? High risk, high reward. The more that I hear you talk, Cole, the more that I think that I would go about forty percent. No, and, I'm you know I'm telling you this is digital Vegas, and I'll tell digital you Vegas. I'll also tell you it's digital uh, Vegas. That's all it is. That same three years ago, my friend invested $5,000 in Bitcoin and made $25,000 in a month and he didn't cash out and he lost it all. (gasps) There you go. And here, let's go like this. Let me give you a scenario. You go in Vegas, you got $500. You could have walked out with $5,000, but you decide to gamble and let it go. And as the morning comes and the light come up, you walk out with nothing not even the 500 you walked in with so 
This is Digital Vegas. No, thank you. Look Look has no, Look and Cole have no faith in the future of money and the future of this digital age. They're not really fooling with the top shot. They're not really fooling with this digital currency. They want cold hard cash. Wait, so have either of you ever invested into a stock though? Yeah. Have you guys ever invested into a stock? Yeah, I have. My Robinhood account, I've got stuff everywhere. <laughs> but again, no free ads. <laughs> but again, it's in small. I can choose when I oh, want. So to you're quit. saying you don't want your hard-earned salary money? No, um, I, I want my money to come to me, and then I put it where I want. But I don't want these people in my contract because if I change my mind, this contract is not going to change. They still, go, if Bitcoin go through the toilet, they still, oh well, you know that twenty percent still going to them. So <laughs> for them to give me my money, and then I make a decision on what I put my money into. I don't want uh, that part of my contract. Snookabooker has been saying poof the whole time. <laughs> She thinks she keeps saying, and if y'all don't know why she keeps going poof, she <laughs> thinks that that money's just going to evaporate into thin air. Snookabooker <laughs> has no faith in cryptocurrency. If y'all try to pay my snook in cryptocurrency, she's going to say you robbed her because she ain't going <laughs> to consider that a form so of payment. Hard cash. See, they don't like, I just realized my family don't like the stuff they can't touch. Cole was really into that Harrison Barnes thing because she said, okay, look, I can touch that. And then Snook just said, put my money in my hands. So my family, I'm giving them something he can feel. My family likes to, they got to feel it. They got to feel it to believe it's real. I like that one, VP. What you got next? So yeah, the last two, uh, I think you might've saw uh, Tom Brady is launching an NFT uh, company called Autograph in the spring. And then the final four, the sales on Fanatics e-commerce for women were are up 70% from 2019. How many percent? 70. 70. 7-0. Good on you, Tom Brady, by the way. Like this NFF, NFT thing, Gronk already broke the bank with his. Um, 70%. You know, it's I don't very, know if that's a lot or not. I yeah. I think I think coming up anything yeah. above, you know, any any percentage going up, that's a huge percentage to go up. Even if it wasn't a lot before. I keep saying it's up. If it's up, if it's up, if it's up, then it's stuck. The reason I keep saying that is because you're right. Uh a lot of people are going to say, oh, only seven. Like every time you give somebody a stat, they're going to always try to give you another stat that combats our stat. The only stat you need to know is that everything's up. Everything. So any category that we want to talk about when it involves women's basketball and even for women's sports, for that matter, it's up. And I get so excited because I don't fight these trolls on the Internet, but I see you guys and I see some of your comments. I choose to ignore the ignorant. My snook taught me that long ago. But the point is, it's up, boo boo. And there's nothing you can do about it. It's up. All right. So that's the last one. I like today's scoreboard. My snooker book and them ain't fooling with that cryptocurrency. But you know what? <laughs> I might try to see if I can get paid in crypto from some people that that are my employers. I like that. I kind of like like investing. It's a way to invest without investing. Like I'm not going to touch that money. That money's going to sit there. I hope it grows and doesn't go poof. Snookabooka does not like this idea of me doing this. But Snookabooka, we got to be on the cutting edge. Next up, 
Okay, so for happening IRL, I'm just gonna let VP handle it because this is exciting. I'm just gonna say there's a fight happening. Jake Paul is in it, Ben is in it. Paul knows a lot more than I know about it. Paul, who are we talking to today? Yeah, so today we're talking to Cornelius Canine Bundridge. He's a two-time world champion and he's training Ben Ashton for the Jake Paul fight. Lit, lit, lit. So, so Ben, thank you for being on remotely, man. This is exciting, VP, talk to us. What up, K9? Can you hear Hello us? There. Yeah, how you doing? Y'all good? Yeah, we're good. We're good. I'm excited because I know you are preparing for the big fight. Talk to us about it. What's it like? How did you and Ben even link up? Oh, you know, Ben actually, um, I actually reached out to Ben because someone had told me that Ben was about to fight Jay Paul. So they they was like, man. K9, you should train him. Because you train your son and you're a good trainer. You're a former two-time world champ. You should train Ben. So I was like, yeah, I'm just, I'm looking at it on Twitter. But then they kept on tagging him and tagging me. So I said, you know what? That makes that's a good idea. I tagged Ben and told him, if you want to get trained by a world champ, you know what I mean? I can help him. You know what I mean? Woo! If you want to get trained by a champ, I can help you. So then tell me, what's it been like training an MMA fighter? For a boxing match. Uh, you know, to be honest with you, it, it was um, it was actually I don't know if I could say a dream come true, but I could say that um, I was really happy to do it because I want to really get in the game when it comes to as a trainer. People respect me as a fighter, but I want to be I want to be respected as a trainer too because I've been training people. Every time I learned something, I was teaching. I've been training people for thirty years now, and now being on the other side, I want to be respected as a trainer. I feel like I can make champions. Like I love that. So you trying to make a name for yourself on the other side of things. We already know you that you're the two time boxing world champ, but you want to be a champion coach. So I'm just I know it might sound crazy, but like, what's your predictions? What is this fight going to look like? A lot of people think that that Jake Paul, I mean, uh, they think that it's going to be a, a, a close fight. What do you think? I mean, you know, I'm putting it. Listen, the sad, well, I ain't gonna say sad. I wish I was working um on um, Ben Ashton's corner, but um he he gonna have his because you know he had a team before I got involved. So you know I respect the fact that he's sticking with the team that he had. I'm just a part of the team. I just came in just to help his hand. So I did my job, and now I just hope that everybody that's you know on the team they do their job when it's time to fight. You know next Saturday, you know um I, I want Tyrone Willie and, and a young man named Biggie. You know, get him the right instructions, and uh, we we get the W. I'm rolling with Ben all day long, you know, because he brought me in, gave me my first big opportunity, and I'm happy. And no matter what, I'm rolling with him. I'm pulling for him. Um, and my prediction is we gonna do good. Hashtag dog up. Wait, you gonna do good? Good? Does that mean that's a win? I don't like. Wait a minute. What does that mean? Say what again? I said, you said you're going to do good. I mean, does that mean a win or does that mean like he's going to look good? Listen, I don't know the future. Only God knows the future. It, I, I, I feel like when I'm in the ring, I'm going to win. But like I didn't win. So, you know, it's in God's hands. You know, I'm pulling for Ben. I ain't going to say he's going to lose. You know what I mean? But I'm hoping he wins. Uh, I, I can't fight for him. I've trained him and prepared him as best as I could. You know, I'm not there to work corner like I would want to. And, um, but, um, you know, hey, I'm pulling for Ben. I'm pulling for Ben. I can't say what's going to actually happen. I know he's the better actual fighter, 
because he did MMA, but but he hasn't actually boxed before. And, right. and Paul is a real boxer to a certain extent, you know, because we know he ain't a real boxer, but he's a real boxer when it comes to the people he's picking. I know he only picked Ben Ashman because Ben Ashman had a hit replacement, and Ben Ashman who um, isn't really good at striking from 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 you know being from watching him and his performances in MMA, and that's why Ben brought me in. And um, I'm just hoping that he can take Jake Paul to the later rounds and ground Jake Paul because Jake Paul has <laughs> never made it past round one, and we don't know yeah. what he's gonna do if he makes it past round one. So the first couple of rounds gonna be dangerous for Ben Ashman, but if he get past the first couple of rounds, then guess what? Hashtag dog good. <laughs> now, yeah, Kanan, I can attest to that you being in the corner because remember uh, we were both at the Chad Dawson fight and you were you were giving them pointers from the side. From remember that? Absolutely, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And what was he doing? Listening. And what was he doing? Doing a great job. That's yeah. the reason why I, I wish Ben had me in his corner because if things get salty or get tight. I don't know if his trainers, the ones that work in his corner at the time, if they gonna, you know, take say tough stuff because they're MMA fighters, they're MMA trainers. Come on, man, Ben, don't let that YouTube guy do that. You know, <laughs> and he's just trying to run into some other stuff. Yeah. I would take him as a professional fighter, boxer, and this is a boxing match. Come on, Ben, man, move around, man. Let's hold him, grab him. I ain't gonna be too tough. Right? You know, box, yeah. boxing is, is, is a sweet thing. I'm gonna tell him, man, listen, box that man, box, move. Yeah. They didn't, you know, so I mean, you know, hey, I'm praying that he win regardless. I just wish I was at, in his corner because I'm a great corner man. And yeah. As you have saw yourself. Yeah, for I sure. Was helping Chad Dawson and his trainers wouldn't didn't even know what to tell him. I couldn't believe it. I was helping, but I got horse. But then once I got yeah. horse, he ended up losing the fight. But when yeah. I was telling him what to do, he was doing his thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yes, All right, sir. K-9, well, appreciate listen, it. K9, I'm going to be looking out for you, yeah, up and I'm coming. Thank you, too, man, for, you know, hooking me up with those trunks. Let's go, PG Sports. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me on the show, y'all. <laughs> okay, I like this guy. Yeah, I like that guy. Rep for Yo City. It's happening, man. The fight is happening. When is the fight? April 19th. 17th. April 17th. The fight is going down. I even think it's here in Atlanta, right? It is. Are you going to go? <laughs> what? Because I don't know, man. Like, uh, Where yeah, is the go. fight? Where is the fight at? I might have I to step at, I out. At, uh, I think it's at the Falcons. It's like, at the – oh, yeah, it is. It's at the – oh, man. Like, this is a big fight. I wonder if they're COVID compliant. There's so many questions, but even if I don't go, I'm going to be watching. Now that he's barked um, on here and he's gotten us pumped up, I got to go see what Ben is going to do. The fight April 19th, Ben Askren versus Jake Paul is going down. And what else I'm excited about is remotely top shot. Y'all know I'm into this. It's a booming, booming, booming industry. If you're not into it, you're behind. Catch up. I'm so excited, though, because we're giving away. We have we're still in the planning phases, but I'm so excited for what we have planned on what we're going to do with top shot. But for right now, we're going to open up another pack VP, let's get it going. Let's see what we have here. 
I might give away the whole pack today. I don't know. I'm feeling generous. As long as LeBron's not in there, I might give it away. Okay. <laughs> I'm just yes. saying, what do we have? We're not opening the cool cats. I'm saving the cool cats for something special. I don't know what, but maybe I'll open. Actually, next 21. episode. Yep. Yep, cool. Next 21. episode, I'm going to open up a cool cat. 21 is my number. We got to do something special. Let's open up a, one of those common packs up there. Which one? With 11. Yeah, let's go with 11. Why not this one? There's only one of those. I don't like that. <laughs> I have hoarder in this season. I don't like like when there's only <laughs> one left. That makes me nervous. So just save it. Let's see here. Snooker Booker, which one are we going with first? First uh, second. Let me go with uh, three this week. Number three, what's behind door three? A layup. Pat Bev. Oh my gosh, Junior. Okay, wow. so Pat Bev is my son's favorite player. Oh, I cannot my. give this one away. This is Junior's favorite player. He's also number 21. He oh, is the epitome nice. of what you call a workhorse. I would have taken a Pat Bev defensive moment even over a layup of his, because he's one of those guys that you love to cheer for. So, Pat Bev, we are keeping that one. I can't, I have to get, I am going to give it away, and I'm giving it away to Junior. You're welcome, son. What else we got next, Cole? Which one are you going with? I'm going to go with number one. Mom went with three, I'll go with one. Okay, let's see here. A dunk. Ooh, Carl Anthony okay. Town. Oh, my. Goodness, that's now that's move. not a hey. bad one. The serial number is up there 35,000 pack. I don't know, uh, VP, what do you know about that pack, if anything? But I like Carl, Cat is my guy in real life, so this is actually, I feel like, a personal connection to this pack or something. I thought it was gonna be the Anthony Edwards dunk. Oh, if it was Anthony Edwards dunk, he's creating posters all over the place. I don't know if that one got released yet or not. The that one that one made you know you know the one I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, the dunk of the year candidate. Yeah, one, let's see. That one's gonna go crazy. Oh, this might be this year's MVP. He's in oh, the top okay. in the running. A full court bounce pass behind the defender. Was it in between his legs? What's going on here? Oh my goodness, it's filthy. This one's actually a nice one too. Yeah. We're giving it away. We're giving it I away. He, uh, I think you just passed, uh, I forgot who it was for triple doubles by a center. Oh, wow. Uh, what? Um, wow, I'm drawing a, a blank. Um, Hakeem Olajuwon? Yeah, maybe it was him. Wow. Okay, but I wanted to show you guys one more thing. Oh. The Harrison Barnes posted with his top shot moment. Ooh. Into oh, what? Wow, now that is cool. See, that's something you could touch. See, that's tough. You could touch it. Oh, <laughs> see, that's this Vince Carter's last. That's, that's Vince Carter's last shot. So that's sick. Renee was at that game. I was at that game. Serena Grace, my baby, sang at that game. It's this is crazy. So, oh, okay, that was wait good. a minute. Wait a minute. That's interesting. I need to, you know what I just thought about? And y'all better not take my idea. I'm taking Harrison Barnes' idea and putting it on steroids. What if there was a digital wall of all your moments and like they were playing like just on repeat like his is. And instead of like having a big picture frame, it was like all your moments playing at once on display. 
People are getting creative. Like I told y'all now, Snookabooka, now what are we thinking about these digital moments? Cole said you can touch it now. <laughs> yeah, that's something I can touch. <laughs> wow. it's, it, it's getting a little bit more um, realistic for older folks. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I would agree. Can I you imagine giving out that. gifts of digital moments to family members? That would be and awesome. Them and them not knowing that that moment could be worth like $200,000. I think that's the funniest part. I think I could give my Snook and Diddy exactly what Harrison Barnes was holding. It could be like LeBron James, number 23 of his Kobe Bryant dunk and hand it to Snook a book in them. I would feel like they wouldn't know what they had in their hand. That's that's the interesting part about those digital. And what then you saying? Like but gold, no, but you know that I definitely yeah. find out before I did anything. So yeah. Right. She would be looking something up. I need to know what this is about. What is this? She would look it up and found out. She'd be like, Renee, do you know this is worth some money? Uh, and I would have been like, yeah, welcome. But I'm just saying, y'all, it's time to start getting creative. I also saw somebody wear a chain with um their digital moment on their chain, too. So for the people that say, what do you do with the digital moments? Anything. You can well, that do anything. makes more sense because it's actually physically in your hand. I, I feel like I could I could deal with paying some money. All right. If the only thing will be make me mad is if the, you know with electronics something go wrong and they start twitching and twerking and tweaking, I would be like, oh, disappearing. Yeah, or disappearing. I would have a fit. But oh my goodness, that is at least I could touch it. I get scared with anything digital because I feel like anything digital can be hacked. Like I, I that's Very just true. my thing. So Very I true. know that this is blockchain and there's all kinds of these different things where you're not supposed to be able to, but I feel like I've seen oceans 11, oceans 12, <laughs> oceans 13, things that aren't supposed to be stolen, get stolen on an everyday basis. But that's, I digress. Somebody's going to get some top shots from us this week. It's Nikolai Jokic, the Joker. And then it is Carl Anthony Towns. This is a good pack this week. You guys, Get into it, get into it, and we are moving on. Next up, we have Remotely One-on-One. Okay, so I got some dope friends. Let me just start out by saying this. I got some really cool friends, and this week, I went one-on-one with CC Sabathia, and yes, the great MLB star CC Sabathia, and he's doing so many different things. He has a podcast with Ryan Rucco, uh, and I've already been on their podcast, friends of the show, love them. But what CC is doing, not only what he did on the field, but off the field, he's doing so much. He has a documentary that's out called Under the Grapefruit Tree. He also has a book coming out on July 6th. It's called Until the End, Till the End. So. I'm going to talk to Cece. Y'all go pre-order his book. Check it out. Okay, so Cece, man, I watched, If let me just start out by saying, if you haven't watched Cece's documentary, man, like it, it's, it's, watch it. And I wanted to just talk to you about just the starting out, you know, because I started out, you know, people, I didn't start out great at, at basketball, but when you started out, at what point did did you start to realize like, huh, this is something that maybe I want to do just not as a hobby? Um, I think probably when I was like 13 or 14, um, I kind of figured out I was a little better than everybody else. I played all sports. I played football, I played soccer, I played basketball. Um, but baseball was just the easiest sport for me. And I came from a city with a lot of great athletes. So when I was younger, 
I didn't really separate myself from the pack um, mm. when we were in Little League and stuff. But when we got to about 13 or 14, I was playing with like 16, 17 year olds and I was Crazy. going on the road di doing different things around the country. So when I came back home, I remember my 14 year old summer, I was like, I felt like I could, you know, make this profession. And I, and I started pursuing it that way, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, you definitely did. And, and so a lot of people may not know about baseball, but people get stuck in the minor leagues for a very, very long time. You were only in there for two years. Can you just, <laughs> can you just talk about like what that was like first, even getting the opportunity to be in the minors and what was that like when you were like, okay, now I'm like, I'm getting to the stage. Yeah. You know what? Looking at back at the minor leagues, um, I was so young. I got drafted when I was 17, turned 18 that July. And it was like a college experience. Like I didn't get to go to college, obviously, but yeah. the minor leagues is like my, my uh, growing up. Like it was my time to mature and figure out like when I left home, I couldn't even wash clothes. Like I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know how to take care of myself at all. You know what I'm saying? So it was like a, a, a wake up call big time um, getting out on the road and like being a professional and, you know, being at the park every day, being like caring for yourself, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and actually having a job, baseball was a job. So um, yeah, it was just like a, a learning experience, a time for me to grow up and be away from my mom and my wife, my girlfriend at the time, who was really like taking care of everything I did. So uh, it was just a time for me to grow up in the minor leagues. And, and like you said, a lot of people spend a lot of time in the minors, but um, I was blessed to be able to kind of pick things up really quick. Um, adjust to the game really fast and I actually only pitched a year and a half in the minors because the first half of the of one year I was hurt so it, it, I, I kind of learned pretty quick and got to the big leagues uh faster than I think anybody expected it that's crazy and you say that about the laundry it made me think of something your mom <laughs> wouldn't even your mom wouldn't let you do anything like cut the grass nothing she was like now nah, my baby is going to focus on baseball yeah. and so okay you ended up being the you were drafting the first you were the 20th overall 20th pick first. Yeah, the 20th overall pick. Can you just talk about like what that feels like? And you also made me think of something else too, just for people to put it in perspective, you didn't go to college. You were only in the minors for a year and a half. So that's basically what a lot of the NBA players do when they're like one and done. So you mm -hmm. were essentially that one and done, drafted 20th. Now you're on the big stage. What is that like? It was like shell shock, you know, being like the, the youngest guy um, you know, I was a young, I was always the youngest guy. So when I got drafted, like I said, I was 17. So I go into an A ball clubhouse, rookie ball clubhouse. I'm the youngest guy. Um, um, every team I come up, I'm going on, I'm 17, 18, 19. I'm the youngest guy. I get to the big leagues. I'm the youngest guy. Um, but it, it was always just, like I said, just learning experiences and just trying to get better and, you know, figure out what was going to be the best way for me to, um, make this a career. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I was so raw and, you know, didn't really have any um, skill or feel for the game that I was just trying to figure everything out and see if I could make it to the big leagues and stay in the big leagues. You know, um, it, it's one thing to get there, but I wanted to make sure that I stayed there and, and like, you know, had a full career. So, um, yeah, it was just me picking everybody's brain, whether it was, you know, I remember in double A, it was this guy, Frankie Sanders. I used to just follow him everywhere. Um, <laughs> when I got to the big leagues, it was Dave Berba and, and Ellis Burks. I was just following wow. And just try to learn and listen and, you know, figure out how to be a professional because everything was happening so fast. Yeah. And so you said you were just trying to get there and stay there. You stayed there for a very long time. Is it called the Black Ace Club? I think mm -hmm. where it's, I mean, this is an elite club of people. And I just want to, Black people too, As I just want to <laughs> say too, that what was it like carrying that weight of, there's not a lot of Black men in baseball and 
just with a lot going on, we're at the Fox Sports South, we cover like the Negro League integrating mm -hmm. into MLB. What is it like carrying that torch of being one of the few? It was, it was tough at times, <laughs> um, especially being a pitcher, because, yeah. you know, it was always like, um, you know, guys like Ken Griffey or, you know, Mudcat Grant, he was the original, he was the, the founder of the Black Aces. Um, they would always say like, you are very rare and, and you know, you're a black pitcher. Like we don't have starting pitchers. There's not a lot of us. So um, you got to make the most out of this career. So it was always like that pressure of, first of all, winning 20 games to become a black ace. Yeah. Um, and then really just, just trying to, to establish excellence. So, you know, kids behind me could watch. You know, I grew up watching Dave Stewart. Um, my dad was a big Vita Blue fan. They both pitched for the A's. And I just wanted to be that guy, like for, for one kid that was out there watching, you know, my hat to the side, big baggy pants. And I'm from the hood. Like, <laughs> yeah, you don't see baseball players like me. You know what I'm saying? Was lit. I yeah. want to make sure that I stay true to myself and show these kids that, yeah, you can make it to the big leagues and be yourself. You don't have to change. That is beautiful because you didn't. I mean, throughout your whole career, you had the same look. You rocked things the same way. And so in your career, there was a point where you played for Cleveland. And I, I bring Cleveland up because Cleveland is a city that, you know, LeBron went there and raised the city up. And you kind of did the same thing in, in that Cleveland space. Can you just talk about being a big player in a small market? Because it's not not a lot of people understand that dynamic of being in a small market and you're a superstar. Yeah, it was it was perfect for me. Um, you know, being so young and then yeah. being labeled a superstar, um, yeah. being in Cleveland was perfect because had I been in New York or Atlanta or LA, um, it wasn't oh, on God. social media then, but I'll probably oh, been God. in trouble. <laughs> Atlanta, definitely. <laughs> so, uh, it was, it was, I love Cleveland. It was, you know, it was our second home. Uh, three of my four kids were born there. Um, we owned a house there for eight years. It was a beautiful place. We really, really, I really, uh, feel blessed to have to have that place to be able to grow up there and become a professional and to be able to bring you know everything that I learned in Cleveland to New York because had I been that young superstar in New York I don't think it would have worked out the same yeah. my snooker book is going to educate us on all things that we need to be educated on some people have been telling me that I that snooks is is their favorite segment you know remote Roots is their favorite segment. So Snookabooka, you have a fan club online. They talk about you all the time. They're asking, when are you going to return to social media? Snookabooka came to Twitter, razzled and dazzled us a little bit, and then just went ghost. Grant you, we were preparing for a wedding and she was doing a lot of stuff, but she will be back. Snookabooka, what you got for us this week? Okay, so for Remote Roots this week, I thought I would go back and pick up uh, where we left off, we did the February month, which was Black History Month. And then we went on to March, which was uh, International Women's History Month. And so I kind of left Fanny Pearl way back there. So I want to bring her back to the forefront and talk about, we had an ep episode called Kidnapped. And I wanted to get a little bit more clarification about what happened after the kidnapped episode. And uh, back in the day- uh, oh, Wait, let me, let me just catch people up to speed just in case you aren't a friend of the show and seen everything. We had an episode called Kidnapped IRL in a sense of my snookabooka. Her grandparents essentially 
kidnapped her, took her to West Virginia in the best way possible and raised her, gave her a great life because they didn't think that she would have be in a good situation where she was. So she kind of we kind of hit on it and then just kind of brushed by it. So we're coming back to this kidnapping story. Snookabooka, mm-hmm. continue. Go ahead. I wanted to set the table. Okay, so I'm sure you young folks don't remember this, but back in the day, there was a broadcaster named Paul Harvey. Did you ever hear of Paul Harvey, Paul? Nah, I know Steve Harvey. <laughs> no, well, well, Paul Harvey. He was a, a, a broadcaster, and he used to tell these great stories, and at the end, he would say, now here's the rest of the story. So here we go with Fanny Pearl. We'll have several rest of the stories, but this is the first rest of the stories after leaving Asbury Park, New Jersey. My my real grandfather, as I said, she was married five times. So we're after husband number four, and this was the longest marriage. Uh, and How long was that? I, I don't know exactly, but I know it was the longest of her marriages uh, because my mother's age and all of that added together would equal, until he passed away, would equal the longest period of time. Okay. So anyway, they uh, left Asbury Park, New Jersey and drove to Annawalt, West Virginia. So let me just tell you a little bit about Annawalt, West Virginia and how blessed I am that we moved away from there when I was three. But at any rate, uh, Annawalt, West Virginia was a small coal town in McDowell County, West Virginia. And uh, it's actually, it used to be called Jeanette. And it was, the name was changed to Annawalt after one of the owners of a coal company there that was a subsidiary of U.S. Steel. So anyway, Annawalt, back in the heyday, McDowell County was a big, booming coal county. And everyone there uh, basically were coal miners or in the coal industry. So back in the 50s, there were, uh, let's see, uh, back in the 50s, there were uh, 1,000. 383 people who lived in Annawalt. In the whole city. In the whole city. The whole city was a half a mile in in, 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 uh, size. It's a half a mile city. And so uh, in the 1950s, the population of Gadal County was 100,000. So that was when Paul Cole was booming. A lot of people were coming from everywhere. As a matter of fact, that's why my grandmother ended up in West Virginia. It seemed like all of the husbands she ever had migrated from Virginia to West Virginia to work in the coal mines. And so today, McDowell County has around 20,000 residents. Annawalt has 140 people in the city. That's like the total city. in the whole city, 140? 140 is the size of the city. Very small, very small coal town. And as I said before, uh, everyone there usually were coal miners. My grandfather, and I don't know if he was a uh, coal miner prior to buying a restaurant. They owned the restaurant in Annawalk. The name of it was the Blue Blue Moon. And it was a burger beer joint. So wait, what was the name of it? The Blue Moon. Blue Moon. Okay, I like that. so my grandmother had been a was a profession was a cook and she was a bakery cook and she had worked for the hospital two hospitals in that area one was Stevens Clinic and one was Welch Hospital so I don't know if it was because of the distance and uh, this is an area that has very curvy roads and I'll tell some stories later on about how it is to drive over in McDowell County but at any rate at some point they decided to open this restaurant called the, the Blue Moon. So at any rate, uh, that's how uh, I got to West Virginia, lived in Annawalt, 
And uh, as I said, he was her fourth husband. And she told me a lot of stories about Will Smith. And, uh, uh, and one of the main things that they always center, centered around was his driving. He had a lead foot and he drove very fast. And so on the next episode, I'll go more into Will Smith. But I just want to let you know in the fourth episode that, uh, in this episode that her fourth husband was very good. He was my grandfather. They had a long marriage until he passed away. And uh, there's a lot of stories to tell about her fourth husband, Will Smith. I'm telling you, so Will Smith the original Will Smith. This is for, before the Will Smith that you guys know right. as Will Smith. Right. My grandpa, my great grandpa's name is Will Smith. Snookabooka, I, I like there's some crazy stories. I'm telling you right now, my great grandmother, she was a wild one. Yeah. Hey, I heard you are a wild one. Like <laughs> she's a wild one. And again, you heard that that was her fourth marriage, right? fourth of five total marriages that one happened to be her longest marriage how many of her husbands passed away all of them except one the one that lewis smith who i told about another episode who actually they divorced uh and he lived a long life actually he came through here and stayed in, in, at this house at uh one time prior to his passing he was on his way to detroit to uh stay with your Detroit. Aunt. Detroit I mean this is Detroit episode all the way through and through but what I love about it is that look these are like a lot of people first of all this is probably geography lessons for people because even when I still tell people to this day that I'm from West Virginia they're they always you know ask me about places in Virginia the other state that's not West Virginia so you guys get into it. West Virginia is a whole state. I know y'all probably know a lot about a lot of other places, but we're going to teach you some things about our roots, about the state, about a little bit of everything. Coal miner. What's that? How did that song go about being a coal miner's daughter? Loretta Lynn, she was a coal miner's daughter. And Paul, I'm sorry, because Paul always says he thinks this is kind of Western days or way back in history. This actually really actually happened. And um, one of the reasons I said I loved it that I wasn't in McDowell County. I mean, they're one of the poorest county, poorest cities, yeah. poorest counties in the nation. And Anawab was probably one of the poorest cities in the nation. And I sent some pictures for you to post about it's just no great. Back when I used to go, there was no grass anywhere. Everything was dark and dreary and, you know, the coal dust or whatever. But but people made good money, good money there mining the coal mine, you know, mining coal. It's crazy because but Virginia like, was the second largest state for coal mining back in the back in the day. Back in the I state. hear they're trying to open it back up, but it's crazy to think that all the things that you're talking about had a part in who I became, you know, because imagine if y'all never moved from there and we ended up growing up in we already grew up in a small place in a sense of West Virginia is small. And then you even take it further and St. Albans, the city we grew up is is small. But then to think 140 people in the whole city small for Anawalk. And what if we grew up there? Like, would I be sitting here right now talking to you? <laughs> talking to talking to everybody on a podcast titled Remotely Renee, would I have been in the WNBA? Uh, you know, like it you snook is shaking her head no, but that's what's crazy when when I talk about roots, these are all these little things that happen determine who 
I became before I was even thought of, but it determined all of us. And so Snookabooka, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is educational for me as well. I don't even know half of these uh, stories. Me too. I was going to say, Cole, do you know this stuff? Some of these stories, some of the things I, I piece out of mom when we have our conversation. I'm like, mom, tell me, so what happened? So some of this and then other parts, I'm blown away. I'm like, what? Like just had no clue. Well, let me just add one more thing. This is, this is a continuation of the kidnap. So I, I assume that my grandparents thought that my father, who I have not had any contact with since they left, took me from as Wait, time out, Paul. Did you ever find, find um, Snook's dad? Nah. <laughs> okay. So at any rate, I assume they thought because they were in Anawalk, West Virginia, a little piece of, you know, a little place in the country that he would not find them. But he did. And when I was two years old, he came and I sent a picture to put in the chat of him in Anawalk, West Virginia. So it gives you an idea. Wow. All the all the homes are on the side of the hill. There's no flat land there. There's one road, there's one street in Anawalk named pig street and as, as i said it's only a half but mile. i have questions so he came when you was two and what happened i, I think i think my grandfather was a little overbearing or whatever and uh he didn't come back <laughs> I, i'm assuming there was some he was uh very stern and why he would not be coming back as well <laughs> so okay so to update and summarize the story my snook was kidnapped by her grandparents. They wanted to take her to a better life in West Virginia because the situation she in, was in wasn't great. They went to a small city in West Virginia called Anawalk. They thought that it would be a good place to kind of be in the cut. Nobody would really find them there. Snookabooka's dad came through when she was two and was like, yo, you got my baby. Snookabooka's granddad was like, yes, I do. And I'm going to keep her, keep it moving, partner. I'm sure that there were some, this is back in the day. So anything okay. goes. So. And then the rest of that story is that my grandfather, Will Smith, passed away one and a half years after he brought me here. Mm. And my grandmother remarried and moved away. So that's why the trail between my father and them cut off because she changed her last name. We were no longer in the same place. And back in that day, we didn't have Google and all the internet. And so I ended up in a totally different place with a totally, and her name was totally different. So it was probably very difficult for him to, to locate us. And I had another this grandfather is crazy. Really, who really didn't take anything. <laughs> so Brad Whitaker. Can't wait yeah. to meet him because boy, he was, uh, he was a firecracker. I like this that. is crazy because this is all real life like my snookabooka y'all this is she's only two at that point for this story so we are going to keep the stories coming <laughs> snookabooka we love to hear it that's remote roots okay, okay and so we always <laughs> like to finish the show showing love and the way we show love is we have other people now come on and show love this person that's coming on right now just so happens to be my very best friend in the whole wide world. Her name is Lisa Lee. Yeah, we're all hyped. She's basically my sister. So she's like, we all, we are family. Okay. Hey, I got Lisa Lee here with me. So listen. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh my God, my family. And listen, I want to just talk about a little bit there because we grew up together in the streets of West Virginia and it's pretty wild that we both now live here in Atlanta, but I want to talk about growing up in West Virginia. So 
you went to Capitol High. I went to Capitol High my freshman year. You were a senior. You went on to play at UC. Just talk about that. Like a lot of people talk about playing basketball in West Virginia, how we were on the map, but we were this small little, you know. Yeah, man. You know, honestly, well, first of all, hey, family. I miss you guys. It's so good to see everybody. I'm so happy right now. But um, so growing up, we were really good we were a really good high school team and I think if if things were the way they are now where teams can rank nationally yeah we would have been playing in for a national championship 100 percent, 100 percent. and the reason she says that is because okay so on our team it was Lisa was playing what were you the four or the five I don't know if we even had positions like that then but Lisa went on to get a full ride to the University of Charleston Alexis Hornbuckle was our two guard she went on to get a full ride at the University of Tennessee Uh, I was the point guard y'all know I bleed blue UConn and that was just like our starter but we also had other people that had pieces that were that were some ballers like we had yeah we had some straight ballers and and uh, we jailed well, and we just played well. We played fast. We had fun. And you and Lex were out there throwing passes that made everybody better. So uh, we went, what, 27-0, and 0, I believe. Yeah, that was – that was we won the state championship. Yeah, my freshman year, we went undefeated, and it was pretty wild uh, just to be on the high school scene, go undefeated. Then you went on to UC, and, and you went on to break almost every record – in the building now yeah. you hang in the raptors hall of famer like all of that yeah. jersey retired went on to play overseas can i talk yeah. about this a lot because people don't understand the attributes that make you a good athlete there was no question that you were going to be good in business because i i know what kind of athlete you are but can you just talk about how your skill set from sports when you had to go to the real world how that carried over yeah okay i mean in order to be great at something and like to be honest like setting a scoring record at any university you got to be really good and really disciplined yeah and it takes that type of discipline to be a good adult you know (laughs) because adulting is not it's not easy nobody prepares you for this but (laughs) sports is like the closest thing that could have prepared me to being a good adult and uh so i i've just used all the discipline that I've learned through sports to be the best person I can, no matter what I, you know, grinding it out um, in whatever job it is, I literally try to be the best I can. And uh, yeah, so that's, that's you know really what's crazy. And this is really crazy that this statement is true. No one prepares you for adulting. Like, why are we, we go to school for a hundred years. We take, <laughs> 100 tests and when we get out of there we can't do not a nair tax i didn't know how to close. i didn't know how to buy a house close a mortgage i didn't know you know like i snook a book you do college 101 so you actually they don't, they don't tell you how to prioritize none of that resume things that we might need in real life where are Absolutely. we supposed to learn it at sway shouts to brandon copeland he actually has a class now that pretty much teaches you like stuff that snook ta- life 101 Teach us how to be adults. Okay? Adults. Like, Absolutely. We- That's awesome. I would love to, I would love to see that. So you got to shoot <laughs> me, shoot me. I need to see that because I mean, I can still use that today. And then with the athletes that I deal with every day, that's something that I'd like to, you know, get them involved with. And, you know, cause I can't teach them everything. I'm not the best adult. I just do the best I can. But if he's got the formula, 
You are a good adult best friend. Well, it's funny well, okay, you say I got that a question. I got a question for everybody. Oh, what'd you say, VP? I was going to say about the adulting thing. There's been a lot of tweets today because I think, I don't know if you have to elect uh, if you're taking the Corona year or not. So then they're tweeting all the women to stay in college. Oh yeah, I saw a so. lot. What? Yes, I. So what he's saying is a lot of professional athletes, because this is a COVID year, basically, and you have a choice yeah. of if you want to come back or declare from the draft. A oh, lot wow. of professional athletes was like, "Oh, it's janky out here, sis. Adulting, <laughs> stay in school. It's, it's filthy out here. No one told us that adult." You better stay in school because there's all kinds of athletes like tweeting the college That's players crazy. telling them like- That's crazy. That, like, I didn't even know that. I have not seen Twitter. I've been on the go since 6.30 this morning. I haven't seen anything. So that's crazy that that's the motto out here because it's true, okay? <laughs> it's true. I'm going to say this. Our, the church we grew up in, they tried to prepare us I for like adults. That. Remember we had classes on Wednesday night, got to do this, <laughs> and mom and them would come in and say something. But when you like- 13 years old you like yeah you don't no care test. about adulting at 13. that's not going on your head plus just thought you were going to be the money and that everybody was going you gonna have your own maid you was gonna have people exactly. do this stuff. but you listen he was like oh, man, i'm gonna be rich so it don't even matter <laughs> and then you come adulting you're like um wait Baby, a minute I'm poor. Huh. at 13 i thought a thousand dollars was a lot of money so yeah. <laughs> right i have a question for everybody What's one thing that you think a kid should learn about adulting before they get there, Cole? That you never have any money to save, save, <laughs> save, save. Because then you could afford, if you save enough money, you could afford to do whatever you want to do when you want to do it. And you can fix most things if you have the money. But I think we, like we said, we're so quick to say, oh, if I could flip this this um Bitcoin, I could have five dollars. Oh, here she no, goes. I'm, not, I'm just saying to gamble. <laughs> People, I think we have to teach our kids to be patient and not yeah. gamble. Everything should not be a gamble. No, I like that. Like, we always want instant gratification, a quick fix, oh, yeah. a quick right. scheme. It's not. There's no quick shortcut to being right. successful. I like that, Cole Snookabooka. What's something that a kid should know before they become an adult? Well, I think you've hit it on the head. You need to know something about money management. And now they even have like credit cards for or bank cards for kids where they can learn how to save, put some money away, how to manage the money. And then along with that, I think relationship building should be something you should yes. use that in, in your personal life, in your networking or whatever. You have to know how to get along with people and work with people or you can't you know, make it in this world by yourself. So love it networking there's no shortcut quick get rich quick scheme vp what would you say that the young yeah. guns need to know definitely no pyramid schemes on instagram <laughs> uh <laughs> but no definitely like ta taxes and opening up your own businesses because it doesn't yeah. necessarily have to be it doesn't have go. to be a, a physical you don't have to have a physical location to have a business yeah, LLC me. LLC me, please. Shouts to RME. Um, best friend, what you thinking? Like, what's something that they got to know before they become an adult? The first thing I was going to say was the saving part, like being able to put, but I'm going to change it up since everybody's already said that. I'm going with understanding, like learning different trades and understanding that the money, like about how much money these people make. Yeah. So, like, so, so when you pick your career path, 
Yeah, electricians, plumber, like just being able to focus in on a lot of the different trades, even if there's a class that's just teaching you about different things, not saying like, oh, you have to aspire to be that, but just teaching you about it so that it might spark some type of interest. Because this is amazing, best friend. Thank you for the alley oop. We are actually going to be having a virtual career day with the Renee Montgomery Foundation where it says exactly that. The whole premise of virtual career day is not going to be where a doctor comes on and says, I'm a doctor. I help patients and you can be a doctor too. No, we're going to have the doctor come on there and tell them real life pros about being a doctor, real life cons about being a doctor, what to look for. What's the price range? What's the salary range? What's the hours like? Because sometimes people, yeah, you make good money, but doctors work 12 hours a day, 12 hour shifts. So do you want to work like that? Is that for you? What's the student loan debt that you will owe afterwards? What's the student loan debt that <laughs> That's you will the earn? One. <laughs> that our virtual career day is going to do the practical things because we always hear kids say, yeah, I want to be a doctor, a lawyer. Do you know how long lawyers go to school? Do you know how long doctors go? Do you know what tests they got to pass? So we're going to talk about that on our virtual career day. There will be more to that soon to come. I love it. I love it. I love it. Best friend. Are you ready to give out some roses? Oh, yes. Lisa, I've Lisa, been waiting on this all Lisa, day. Okay? Your big sister. Your big sister needs some help. Okay. All right. Well, watching. Snookabooka said we don't do payola here. We don't do payola here, Cole. So Cole is trying to bribe the guest already. Because <laughs> let me say the score so you can see why Cole's trying to bribe it. VP is has four. Snookabooka has four. Big Mommy, that's me, has four. Cole is sitting with a lone one. You know, I, I know that. I saw that. So Oh, yeah, sorry. She's a friend of the show. See, my bad. Yeah. Let me not. So I saw that. So I... I when I was putting this together, I'm like, okay, how can I? Because <laughs> I love pro. I love okay. I listen go. to the context clues, okay? <laughs> she over here giving hints to the hints. No, ma'am. The first hint, oh, by the way, for remote roses, we give out hints to who the person is. But while we're giving out hints, we're showing love to the person because it's things that they've done, accomplished, things they're affiliated with. So when I say give out rose number one, it's basically hint number one, best friend. What is rose number one? Number one, this person has a Christmas tree that has a Twitter account. Wow, I like this person. Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna put that out there already. <laughs> I feel like me and this person could be friends. My Christmas tree. It is not up. Renee Montgomery. <laughs> My Christmas tree's still up right there. Anybody, any takers, any takers? Hint number two. Number two. This person was a national high school player of the year. Oh my gosh. Male or female? Uh, Human. Okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna try this and see. Is it no? Okay. What did it say? I, I said Baron Davis since he's Black Santa. I ain't know if he had some Christmas trees. <laughs> I know if he had some <laughs> Christmas trees. Yeah. Now listen, right. listen to the rules. Baron Davis is on there to not put say again. Oh, okay, cool. Okay. I did listen to the rules. So this this was actually really hard, but there was one person that was on my heart and I just, I had to find very interesting clues. Okay. This person also has a foundation that offers middle school children 
a positive influence in their lives by sponsoring a uh, after school program um, and gives them like, <laughs> no, <laughs> it gives them opportunities to be um, active outside of, you know, just doing the regular stuff. Clearly and it's, LeBron. and it's, <laughs> look, it's not LeBron James. Is LeBron James? No. Okay. <laughs> I can't well, see Snooks. What did she say? He said LeBron James. No. Okay. No, it's not LeBron James. It's wrong. No, it's not LeBron. He is absolutely, you know. Wait, he's what was the man. We know that. Second. We give him his roses every day on Twitter and Instagram. So, wait, the second clue, you said National Player of the Year? Yes. National high, high School Player of oh, the high Year. School. Okay, okay. High school. Oh, I don't like when Paul's brain gets to computing because that makes me nervous. Because <laughs> he getting ready, he getting ready to connect them dots. <laughs> Who's a this person played for the uh, Richmond Rage in the American Basketball League? Oh, I know who that is. Oh, <laughs> there's no way you know that Snookabooka, huh? <laughs> oh shoot! The say it again. The Richmond Rage. The where? Richmond Rage. In the ABL, American Basketball League. Oh my gosh. I might I have know. to move to six clues on y'all. Oh, good. I got Keep it six. coming. I feel like if you know them, I should know them. So I'm trying to write. Oh, 100% you know oh, this person. No. Oh, yeah, I know who it is, but I don't know his name. Really? Y'all know this person? Okay, okay. keep going. This person has a Havanese dog named Champ. <laughs> They have a dog named Champ in a, a Christmas champ. tree I know with who an it account. Is. I know who it is. I can't think of the name. All right, last clue. Oh my god. Last gosh. clue. This is gonna be six. Oh my gosh. This person carried the flag at the 2004 Olympics. I know who it is. I can't think. <laughs> carried the United States flag at the 2004 Olympics. Is it the guy from West Virginia that was in the uh, the first? Uh... Ooh are lit listen so this person what has she so say? many accolades Look. this let me see coach in south carolina don staley no who said don staley that's who it is i got it i got it, it, I got it. it is yeah it is who who won snook no, nobody won snook got it wrong i couldn't think of her name. i got it right what are y'all talking oh, about you Nah, no one got you read, Renee, you read mom. Listen, I couldn't think of her name, and she's the coach of South Carolina. That's, that's what, what you were. You are correct. So she has so many accolades that, that I had to find like I the most random things. I knew it. I had to find. I, I need to, to know who's the winner. Nobody. Renee, nope. you read moms. Don't play. <laughs> She read it and then she said, Don Staley? Like in a question. <laughs> then she wrote it down. So technically, mom is the one. I think she, it. I think she mom won. gave you the answer. No, Snookabooka has to get, get the, the names. Right. That, that, we're not playing that because she got said the Papa LaBall, Papa Ball. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. The game, she can't play. It, Let's guess a guess. I thought it was right. well, you talking about last week about from like West Virginia State. That was the first, what, something? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Earl Lloyd was the first black uh, player in NBA. 
NBA, yeah. right? uh, player I, of the and NBA. I knew that one. Of course, that wasn't the one. Yeah. So, no. what does this say right here? Can anybody you, read this? You didn't get it right. Nobody's getting that point. So we that wasn't there. Nobody gets a point. Good job, Lisa. Because she knew it from the third clue on and couldn't even. Guess who's getting the point? Lisa's getting the point. Put her on the board. He stumped us. Lisa, guess what? For stumping us. You know what? We should start doing that. The people that like don't that we couldn't get that was actually really good, Lisa. That was a good one. I really like that. No, mom, we I, already said that we changed the Richmond ABL. I knew it. I knew it. You I can't believe it. you knew it, Snooker Booker. That's really good. I kept saying When I somebody says South Carolina, I'm like, wait, what did she say? But she's not from South Carolina. She's from, she's from, um, she wrote on her board, yeah, the coach of South Carolina. I would have said that Paul would have got it immediately. <laughs> so, so I couldn't say okay. that. I so are we say saying that, that point, was... Snook gets a half a point and I get a half a point? Now we're doing half oh. point. Now we doing half points? No. We're really going to do half points? Oh, you need a lot of half points. I'm just a <laughs> Lisa, you know what I want you to do? I want yes, you to go to knock her out. You can get to her quicker than I can. You can go to her quicker than I can. Big man. So I guess the score is going to remain. Four, 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 one, Nicole. I love it, best friend. I love it. Ooh. That was a good one. That was that a good was a, one. Shouts to, oh, yeah, wait, I almost forgot. Yeah, give them roses. Yeah, Don Staley, I mean, legend. legend. Coaching her team, having a culture there. Speaking out, the first coach that was like, look, I won't be silent about what's going on with the NCAA. It's unacceptable. Putting her players on a platform, you should see how she tweets. I know she tweeted to Asia Wilson, hey, when am I going to be the spokesperson for your candle line? But just doing that alone is bringing attention to her candle line. Carried the torch in 2004. I'm talking about when I watched in 1996, those like that, those just the OG of all the OGs play for the Richmond team in the AEBL. What else? Y'all got anything else? Listen, I have a whole list of four things Olympic that medals, did, but I can't. Medals. Yeah. Yeah. She's, I know. I mean, wait a minute. Y'all better save, save two of those roses for my sister. She gets two, two. Because she is actually a goat in her as well. So give her hers. And she, and she, yes, this is for Lisa. This, that's for Lisa. Okay, wait a minute. Oh, it's I, for me? Oh, look, no, yeah, for you. Yes. I already I was, was going to say, why were you giving, giving Renee roses again? Yeah, we're not no, doing that. No, this is for, this is so the rest of these are for Don Staley. Because honestly, Don, what you're doing for the game Absolutely. and what you're doing for women's basketball, being a pioneer, even the right. way you dress for the Phenomenal. culture, kick game, sneaker game, everything clean. This is for you, Don Staley. But no, woman. for you, Lisa Lee. Yes, we say some of these roses for you. I'm talking about high school champion. College record breaker, score leader, has your jersey retired in the Raptors at UC, went on most players. It's hard for college athletes to go to the next level and play, play pro. You did that for years <laughs> on years for being part of the family. And also, I'm just going to say this, my protector, a lot of times in West Virginia, people knew not to mess with me because they yeah. didn't want to mess with you. So <laughs> these roses, best friend, are for you. We love to see yes. you. Friend of the show, friend of the family, all around good people. Let me, let me just add this too. Lisa met Renee when she was five days old. 
Yeah. And that's the craziest story. That's, that's a whole another story. That's the craziest story ever. That's a whole ever. story for another day. We might have to have you back and just yeah, that's story. I think we should have you back for some storytelling for happening because this, we got some, y'all, we got some crazy stories. <laughs> yeah, some for and some not for TV. So right. I love right. y'all so much. I love y'all. Right. Love you, so best friend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank nice you. To meet you finally. And love you, Lisa. And thank love you for you joining us here, best friend. I'll be hollering at you. I'll All right. Later. Later. We love to see it. We love to see it. We're you know, you know what's right crazy? Now. When I when I first met you and like just on Twitter, she used to be on Twitter more and she was always commenting with us yeah she used to be in the twitter streets and now remember that adulting thing we talked about she like look i've been working since 6 30 in the morning i don't have time for social media hello college students i think that's probably why a lot of the the uh professional athletes was like stay in school but honestly i like i enjoy college and i enjoyed when i graduated and became an adult too so i'm just gonna say i liked both but lastly 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 no that's not it lastly i was gonna say you guys We've been doing a lot of things to try to have fun for the show, prepare for the show. So please like, subscribe, rate, do all of those things for the podcast. We're growing every week. It's so exciting. And, and I, I feel something happening. It feels special. Every week, Paul's telling me a new milestone that we hit as far as viewership is concerned. So thank you guys. Tune in next week, every week when we connect while being remote. See y'all later. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 